I love being able to talk about brands that I use on my podcast, and I've personally been using this one for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help convert food into fuel and have the added benefit of supporting healthy hair, skin, and nails. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma10 and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any alive women's multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. Managing our money in our 20s can feel like a bit of a challenge, whether you're saving for your first car or for a big overseas trip. It can take time to get there. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you are trying to manage your money in your 20s or trying to run a small business, Intuit helps you take control through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. There is a whole collection of black lead products at Walmart that can fit into your daily routine. And in every purchase, there is power. So show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. Because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choice at Walmart. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products that you can add to your daily routine. Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. Hello and welcome back to the psychology of your 20s, the podcast where we talk through some of the big life changes and transitions of our 20s and what they mean for our psychology. Hello everybody, welcome back to the show, welcome back for another episode. New listeners, old listeners, it is so great to have you here. Today we're going to be breaking down yet another topic that impacts us in our 20s and diving into some of the psychology and the science behind why it happens. So let's get into it. Today we're going to talk about seasonal depression. Seasonal depression, it is, I think, such a popular topic. It's become a much more common phrase, which is brilliant. Anything to, I think, destigmatize or expand our understanding of different disorders and illnesses that afflict us is so important. I'm sure for many of our listeners, they are probably going into the winter months. If you're in the US, if you're in the UK, and for my Aussie listeners, perhaps we're finding ourselves exiting this period of maybe even depression or sadness 
low motivation as the summer season begins and we're having some of those classic sunny Aussie days. Maybe you are a bit of a winter baby, someone who loves the cold, loves the chill, the shorter days, maybe even the snow. That is definitely not the case for myself. I love the sun. I'm such a summer baby and I have definitely struggled with periodic seasonal depression and found that not only can it be really misunderstood, but sometimes not understood at all. Regardless, really, of where you are in the world, whether you are suffering through a few sullen winter days or enjoying the sunshine, seasonal depression, I think, is an essential concept and experience for us to understand in our 20s and really at all stages in our life. It's essential knowledge, really. The weather and our environment, it impacts our mood in such an interesting, complicated, nuanced way. So we're going to discuss that impact and we're going to talk about seasonal depression, what it is, why it occurs, what it feels like, and how we can protect ourselves as best as possible from some of the feelings that come along with the dark, sometimes sad winter months. So buckle in, let's jump into some of the psychology, some of the science, the lessons of seasonal depression. So seasonal depression, you've probably heard about it at some stage, maybe in discussions with your friends or in the media, TikTok, from your workplace, you know, posters warning you about seasonal depression in the winter months. It's, I think, a really amazing thing that this disorder, which is, you know, really it is a disorder, is becoming more understood um, and becoming acknowledged as something that really does impact quite a few people. And it's not really like a walk in the park. It's not some lesser version of depression. It is very much an emotional state marked by sadness, marked by low motivation um, that comes according to the months. But sometimes the science behind it is not well communicated and I think it can be really beneficial for us to understand from a psychoeducation perspective why it is that the seasons, that the weather, that our environment has such a profound influence on our mental health and our mental state at any given time. So seasonal depression is actually a bit of a layman's name or a casual name, and sometimes that can confuse us into thinking it's somewhat of a made-up concept, some kind of like fancy spin on normal depression or what we perceive as normal depression, but it is a really serious thing, and the professional name for this experience is seasonal affective disorder. So by the seasons, affective meaning emotions and then disorder, meaning that it can be classified in the DSM. Um, someone pointed this out to me the other day, that the acronym for seasonal affective disorder is actually SAD, which I think is quite ironic. Um, I don't know who was in charge of naming it, but I think they're spot on. So essentially seasonal affective disorder it's a type of depression that's related to changes in the seasons. Normally, it begins and ends around the same time every year for a person. If you're like most people, like myself, who experiences 
this disorder, your symptoms, they normally start in autumn and they continue into the winter months. So they start as the sun starts setting earlier and rising later and it can make you feel really moody. You can feel your energy levels quite quickly plummet. These symptoms, luckily for us, often resolve during the spring and summer months um, and it's also incredibly common, really, really common, impacting up to like one in ten people. Um, but there was a study done by the National Institute of Mental Health um, quite recently actually and, yeah, it said one in ten people will have some form of seasonal affective disorder in their life. It's also more common in women than it is in men and in some areas or countries or regions where not only is there a very significant change in seasons but those winter months are a lot harsher. Interestingly when I was researching this I also found this out there are actually some people who have almost reverse seasonal affective disorder so instead of the winter seasons and the winter months the colder months being the ones in which they experience these symptoms of depression, it's actually the summer months, the warmer months that cause these periods of intense sadness. But that is a lot less common, and we're going to explain why. When we get into the science, you'll see why that's the case in a second. I think one of the big common misconceptions about seasonal depression is that it's just like the winter blues, when the days kind of get darker and colder and we have less sunlight, less daylight, less kind of bright hours to go out and be social, to explore. It's not unusual to experience temporary feelings of of tiredness or stress or even anxiety. But seasonal affective disorder is much more serious. It is a form of clinical depression and the symptoms can last sometimes even beyond those periods of winter or autumn or the colder months um, and kind of extend beyond when we would typically see them, which can obviously cause some pretty big problems. The other thing to note and the other kind of close way to kind of point out the close relationship between full-blown clinical depression and seasonal depression is that it shares almost the exact same symptoms with clinical depression, with the exception that it normally comes and goes with the seasons and with a specific season in particular. If you're someone who right now thinks they might be experiencing seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression, as it's known more colloquially, these are some of the kind of symptoms or I don't like to say side effects, but the experiences you might be having. So you might be feeling really listless, really sad or down um, and really unable to pull yourself out of that funk. Um, For it to be kind of deemed as seasonal affective disorder, this has to last for longer than a couple of weeks. Um, You know, everyone has a couple hard days, especially when it's cold. It's not always an equation for the happiest of moods, but for it to be classified as a disorder, it does have to last a little bit longer than just a few days or, you know, just an afternoon. The other thing we might notice is that we lose interest in the activities that we once enjoyed. We just cannot find the motivation to do them. You have low energy, you feel sluggish, you might be experiencing insomnia or on the flip side, um, sleeping way too much, have cravings, um, particularly for high energy foods like sugar and carbs 
have difficulty concentrating. That was a big one for me. Um, And then some of those other symptoms that we can sometimes see as a bit more severe, feeling really hopeless or worthless or guilty, questioning your worth and your value or your kind of meaning in life. Um, And then again, kind of falling into a bit of a pit of despair almost when those winter months kind of fall on us each year, feeling like this is some inescapable kind of hell for the next little while and really struggling to get your mind around that and feel like you can function um, in this kind of season. Obviously, this can vary from person to person um, and these symptoms can also linger for quite sometimes, sometimes, like we said, past the actual season, up to five months. But normally, in order to get a diagnosis of seasonal affective disorder, if you go to, to a professional or a clinician, it does need to be kind of contained in a particular season or in a particular kind of a weather environment, I guess is the best way to put it. So I'm sure we can all see how difficult this may be for our well-being, right? If we spend three months or more of the year, depending on where you live, in a state of essentially depression and in a state of mental and physical hibernation where we're unable to manage our everyday lives, it's incredibly difficult to feel optimistic about wanting to do things, wanting to be social, wanting to go out. Like I said before, this is certainly something I've struggled with and I would even say pretty severely. Obviously, I don't think it's any secret um, from what I've shared on the show about my experience with antidepressants and anxiety, that this is something that has impacted me at various periods across my life, especially when I used to live in Canberra, which is the capital city of Australia. It gets so cold there. I think for many of you who might be listening overseas, there is this kind of international impression that Australia is this like constantly sunny oasis, which is definitely the case if you're living in some of the northern parts of the country. But in Canberra, it's like kind of like smack bang in like the middle of all like the mountains and the cold areas of Australia. And we would get these terrible like bone chilling winters. The sun would set at like 4.30 p.m. and rise at like 9. Maybe for those of you who are listening who have much longer winters, that doesn't sound very extreme. But for me, it was so intense. And while I lived in Canberra, I used to like track the days to the winter solstice, which is the shortest day of the year. And I would track down the days. I remember it was like June 30th or something like that. And every year I would wait for that day, knowing that when it reached that point, things would hopefully and slowly kind of start getting better for me. I just remember this one winter where it was really, really hard. There were other things going on in my life at the time. And I would just sit in bed all day and almost feel panicked and anxious when the sun would set and it would get dark, feeling like I had wasted another day, feeling like, oh, I wasn't able to get into the sun. I wasn't able to like go outdoors. And if you can relate to this, then it might be something to consider. It's worth considering whether your kind of lapse and your fall and your drop in mood around the cold winter months might actually be seasonal affective disorder. It's not just the winter blues. It might actually be some form of of clinical depression, especially if these feelings and symptoms 
peak during the colder winter months. I think personally, I think this is really exacerbated by the concept of the nine to five work week. You know, we spend every waking hour of sunlight during winter, either in an office or at uni or in some kind of like indoor building, like the nine to five period is often blocked out by some activity. Normally that's work. That leaves literally no time before the sun rises and after we clock off, maybe it's like a half an hour of sunlight during our lunch break if we can brave the cold weather to like eat outside. That's all we get. We spend our entire days without exposure to natural light on our face and on our skin and on our bodies. This is obviously not how any living creature is meant to be. Like you're not meant to be indoors without natural sunlight like that's not how our bodies and our brains and our systems were made that's not how they evolved so when we can't access these kind of essentials for life like the sun like fresh air like the outdoors especially when that's exacerbated by the winter months when the sun starts setting a lot earlier and rising a lot later and we're kind of working our nine to five jobs or pushing through uni or pushing through exams it can be so detrimental. So this is a great segue into our next discussion on why it is that seasonal depression occurs and the science and psychology behind it. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I've been on a bit of a health journey. I wanted to take better care of my immune system and my gut health. And with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're essentially absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, all that good stuff. And it's really great for your nervous system and your immune system. It's just one simple micro habit that you can incorporate into your daily life with big benefits. It's super lifestyle friendly. And Athletic Greens is also a climate neutral certified company, which we absolutely love on the show. Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look after your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Gemma. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Gemma to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So there are quite a few psychological and biological explanations behind why we might experience seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression and a lot of these answers rest in evolutionary psychology despite how modern day society operates you know filled with work and busyness and social media and screens we have to sometimes remember how our bodies and our minds were made to function back when humans were just you know simple creatures roaming around focused on food and security, nature, exploring, reproduction and survival. These were the activities that our brains were hardwired to do. And those parts of our brains, they still exist. They still operate 
based on the same systems, based on the same processes and biology. And it's these very systems that can explain why when the seasons change, we might experience a shift in mood, such as is the case with seasonal affective disorder. So the first theory is that this form of depression is thought to be caused by changes to the body's circadian rhythm. This is otherwise known as the body clock. And our circadian rhythm kind of shifts based on the seasons and based on the different times of the year. Circadian rhythm, for those of us who don't know what they are, they are physical, mental, behavioral changes that essentially follow a 24-hour cycle. So these natural processes normally respond primarily to light and darkness and affect how we behave. So they work by, so our circadian rhythm, it essentially works by helping to make sure that the body's processes, whether that is the release of certain hormones, our body temperature, our mood, our wakefulness, our sleep, those processes are optimized at various times during a 24-hour period to match our environment. So it makes sense that we should be sleeping at night because we do not see in the dark. It is very difficult for us. So as those kind of evolutionary creatures There's no point being awake then. It's a great period for restfulness. But when the sun begins to rise, that's a great time to experience a spike in hunger so that we're motivated to go out and hunt or a spike in wakefulness and in energy. So all of those systems are controlled by our circadian rhythm. And a regular circadian rhythm can have a pretty negative impact on a person's ability to sleep and on our ability to function properly. And it can result in many health problems, such as, let's have a guess, seasonal affective disorder. So this rhythm, this internal body clock, it's controlled mostly by our environment, in particular, the presence of sun and daylight hours. So when these kind of hours change or shorten because of the winter months, it can cause problems. Alternatively, when we interrupt this normal circadian rhythm artificially or unnaturally by forcing ourselves to stay awake or something like that, we can also experience mood problems. So a lot of evidence on this relationship comes from studies of shift workers. So people whose sleep periods are out of sync with their circadian rhythm. Let's think, for example, about nurses. That's such a great example people who work shift work, many of them will work at night and then sleep during the day, which contradicts the natural cues we're getting from our environment and our biology and our body clock to sleep at night and then to, you know, work, to hunt, to gather during the day. So multiple studies show an increased prevalence of depression in night shift workers. One meta-analysis, it showed that night shift workers are 40% more likely to develop depression than daytime workers, perhaps because they go against their circadian rhythm and their body clocks are out of whack, causing mood swings, difficulty controlling their emotions and an irregular release of hormones. So this is where we get to the essential science of the matter and we put everything together. So the shorter days during the winter months when seasonal depression is most likely to occur, these sort of days, they confuse our body clock and lead to many of those symptoms that we've discussed. Another major reason behind the existence and occurrence of this disorder is the production and the release of melatonin. 
melatonin is a naturally produced hormone that our brain releases in response to darkness. And for those of us who are familiar with melatonin, it essentially helps us sleep. Luckily, the body naturally produces melatonin at night, and normally it's um, kind of triggered by darkness and by the sun going down, which is why when we stay on our phones all night or stay on our phones after the sun's gone down, our brain kind of gets confused and we can experience um, a poor quality sleep because our brain is hasn't yet released that melatonin because it thinks that we're still active and the sun is still up due to that artificial light source. So the release of melatonin is incredibly important for our sleep and for our mood. As sunrise approaches, the levels of melatonin drop, but as the sun goes down, the levels of melatonin rise. It's why it's known as the Dracula of hormones. But if you have seasonal affective disorder, melatonin peaks earlier because the sun sets earlier and it lingers for longer in the morning, making it harder for you to wake up and leaving you feeling really fatigued and groggy. In a similar vein, it may also be varying levels of serotonin in our brain that cause this drop in mood during the winter months. This disorder is really related to serotonin, which is often known as the happy hormone, and it's often implicated in clinical depression and other types of depression. Um, So it makes sense that it's linked to seasonal affective disorder, right? If you already have an imbalance that can be made worse by all of these other factors combining, you know, your body clock is off and the melatonin that your body needs is not being released at appropriate times. And it also may just be that we're less able to do the activities that make us happy during the winter weather conditions, being outdoors, being in the sunshine, at the beach, going for a lovely hike, absorbing vitamin D, which is of course important for our bodily functions, seeing our friends, having more time after work to be outside. These are all really crucial and important contributors to our happiness. So when we don't have these because of the weather and because of the dark and because of the cold, This can also just contribute to a natural behavioral and environmental decline in our mood and our overall well-being. So what can we do about it? Obviously, humans are very smart, so we have come up with ways to address this. We're going to discuss some of those next. I'm guessing if you are listening to this episode, it's probably because you think you have seasonal depression or you can relate to some of these symptoms that we have discussed maybe right now, maybe in the past. Luckily for those of us whose seasonal affective disorder is a problem for, there are many, many ways around it to ensure that we are able to function and live an active, fulfilling life, even in the gloomy winter months. Humans, I feel like I don't need to remind you, but we are incredibly adapt. You know, there are places in the in like the world that are dark for like sometimes half of the year, like in Norway. So what do these people do? Obviously, they have to find ways around it. And these are some of the options that humans have come up with. If you were to go to a therapist or a professional and said, I think I have seasonal affective disorder and listed some of those symptoms that we talked about, one of the methods they'd probably suggest first to survive seasonal depression, it's called bright light therapy. 
So this therapy technique, it rests on the assumption of the science we discussed before that the presence and absence of light, mainly sunlight, is the primary contributing factor to seasonal depression. So the aim of this therapy is to resynchronize your sleep pattern, resynchronize your energy and your wakefulness with the day and night cycles that you would prefer by adding an artificial light source into your daily routine. So it essentially compensates for the lack of exposure to sunlight during winter that may be contributing to major depressive disorders, especially those with seasonal patterns. So it's pretty simple. You sit near this like light box or this lamp. Um, it's It has to be one that mimics natural sunlight. Like you can't just have a really bright light from like Ikea. It has to be a specific type of light, but it mimics natural sunlight. And studies and research has shown that bright light therapy, bright light treatment, if you do it consistently first thing in the morning, it drastically improves our mood and the symptoms for a vast majority of people with seasonal affective disorder. Pretty amazing, right? Like kind of simple, you know, we just, if we don't have enough light, we're not being exposed to sunlight. It's like playing games with our mind and with our mood and with our energy, just add artificial light like it's pretty self-explanatory another effective option is cognitive behavioral therapy or dialectical behavioral therapy both of which are a form of talk therapy that aims to shift our negative or unhelpful beliefs and ways of thinking the way that we think about things the way we perceive and process information and the thoughts and emotions we attach to these greatly influence how we experience the world and our mental state including as it is been as it has been suggested by some researchers our propensity to experience seasonal depression so if you say things like i hate winter winter makes me so depressed i'm going to feel so depressed what a therapist might do is try and reframe and reposition those negative thoughts so even trying to take it down a notch, saying something like, I prefer summer to winter, that can result in a shift in our perception and therefore a shift in our symptoms and in our mood. Because cognitive behavioral therapy for seasonal depression involves retraining your negative thoughts and your negative associations with the darker winter months, it is potentially the most effective treatment because It doesn't just change your environment, as is the case with artificial light. It actually changes your overall perception and your thinking. Of course, there are also medical solutions and medicinal solutions. I think there's this general perception sometimes that medication for any type of mental health disorder is somehow like cheating or the easy way out. I don't think that's the case at all. I hope you don't think that's the case. It's just another way of taking care of ourselves and assisting our minds and our bodies to deal with the things that we find hard. Sometimes we need a bit of extra help. There's no shame in that. So if you are struggling with seasonal affective disorder, sometimes antidepressants can be something your therapist or healthcare professional might suggest. So normally what they'll tell you to take is something called a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So something like Prozac or Zoloft or Lexapro. If you want more information about this, please do your own research. 
But also, if you want to hear someone else's experience, I did a whole episode on antidepressants um, and the science behind them. But long story short, if your seasonal affective disorder is in some way caused by lower levels of serotonin, SSRIs like Lexapro or others can help get those levels back up to what may be normal. Um, And that results in less of a drop off in motivation an overall shift in mood and well-being in those colder and darker months. So we've discussed medication, we've discussed cognitive solutions and behavioral interventions, but sometimes a change in environment is the best solution and can really help us out. A bit of a dose of the outdoors. Simply going outside can help boost your mood. If you have the opportunity to go somewhere warmer and somewhere brighter, even just for a weekend, go to the beach, or somewhere nice and sunny, I would really recommend it. And the science proves that it would probably help you out. I used to do this all the time during the winter in Canberra. I would drive up to Queensland in the colder months for a few weeks during my uni breaks. Honestly, game changer. It was such a game changer when I was dealing with seasonal depression. You know, any kind of excursion, any kind of vacation most likely going to just boost your mental health overall and a massive benefit if there's sunshine involved. Even finding a few minutes to walk outside just to help you get more natural light or sit near a window when you're at work, when you're at uni, wherever you are can be really helpful. Um, Another thing I would do would be replacing the things that I really love doing in summer with something that I could do in winter so that I didn't have to lose that sense of enjoyment and my hobbies. Um, You know, if my favorite summer, like I used, I love swimming in the ocean, but having to swim in an indoor pool, going to the sauna, going to the spa, that's also great. And it also brings me a lot of joy. If you really like going for hikes out in the summertime, based on where you live, you could still do that. Maybe, you know, chuck on your big old puffer jacket, Go for a little walk around, put a scarf on, put your headphones on, grab a coffee, make an adventure of it. Find activities that still bring you joy or plan for things to look forward to in the future, to look forward to when it gets warmer, like a a vacation or going home to see your family, anything that's going to make you feel optimistic and kind of bolster your mood and your overall well-being and your mental outlook on life. Finally, I will say, don't blame yourself. I think there's often a massive stigma and a massive culture of experiencing any form of mental illness or disorder like seasonal depression and feeling like it's because we're not doing enough, because we're lazy, because yada, yada, yada. The list goes on and on. I'm not going to entertain them. It is absolutely not your fault. This is natural. It's a change in the weather. It's a change in your body clock in your melatonin levels, in your ability to do things that you love. It's in no way your fault. Um, But I do hope that by being educated a little bit more about the science, you found it useful. Um, Sometimes psychoeducation and knowledge can be incredibly empowering so that we uh, have a better understanding of what it actually is and a better understanding of the science and the psychology behind these things, why these things occur. And I also hope that if you are someone who is experiencing seasonal depression right now, that you feel a little bit less alone. I've been through it. So many of my friends have, you know, that study we, we talked about, one in 10 people 
will have some form of seasonal affective disorder throughout their life. So you are definitely not alone. There are definitely things to get through it. And, you know, the best thing about the seasons is that they always change. Um, And there will be summer again. There will be sunlight again. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, you're my best friend. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for supporting the show um, and joining for another episode. If you found this helpful, if this was something that you enjoyed, please feel free, if you feel called to do so, to leave a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow only if you want to so that you know when new episodes are released. And thank you for listening along. I will be back on Friday for another episode of The Psychology of Your 20s. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock, one at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8am to 8pm with giveaways dropping every hour on the hour. It is the perfect time to try, like and share black lead products. It's free, it's for everyone and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choice at Walmart. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair and Anywhere you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. As someone who works for themselves, I'm always looking for ways to make my life a little bit easier. One of those things is Canva's AI-powered Canva presentations. When I need to make a deck super quick for a meeting or a pitch, I just start with a prompt, describe my presentations in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides in seconds. It is the perfect way to get a head start on my slides. It's incredibly easy to learn and use, and they also look incredible. I can then customize based on my favorite style and content, and there we go. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.